and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we want to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon, and a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf. Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Center for Reproductive Rights, Das Gris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, The Brigade Alliance, Eric R. Oh, just gonna sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Dickie Lopez, Licky Topez, Ricky Rope Bridge, Alex K. More Dine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grittis, Forevermore, Frank L., Just Mike Works, Ross D., Darren W., Marab Syndrome, Fig Tears, Zach S., Jamie H., Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W., Corey, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, and Firedown. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 127. We finally reach the top of Dizalin's Tower where we find Dizalin. Combat breaks out immediately. He time stops and gets two giant air elementals to help him. Seems electricity is sort of his thing as the orb is also there covered in crackling energy. Jeb ends up sucking up the air elementals like Kirby, which is pretty interesting. Dizalin has a lot of control and is also tricking us, it turns out. Eventually, we figure out where he is and pretty soon after, we crush him. We pick up just after the end of combat. And his skeletal crow sitting on one of the tables in the back squawks dejectedly. He has a skeletal crow this whole time? Yeah, it's familiar. familiar. It's in the photo. He hasn't done (laughs) shit with it. But he had it. And now it doesn't have a papa. We will bring it to the circus. Everyone wants to see that. (laughs) I'll take the skeleton crow. Loot. Your spell slime, after right immediately after Dizalin's destruction, points to the mirror next to you. Give me a perception check. He's fucking in there. He's fucking in there. 45. Wizard, you see in the mirror, which is reflecting the laboratory back at you, little specks of dust. One speck of dust at a time. Starting to gather. You don't see it in the room, but you see it in the mirror. And the mirror has become magic. Is he a mummy lich? <laughs> sounds sounds like it. Sounds like it's it. It's his horcrux. God, I wish I would have saved my ninth level green bonded item. I just fucking dispel the fucking mirror and walk away. Give me an intelligence check. No, give me an arcana check. Can't take twice as long? Sure. Is it a recall knowledge or an identify? Neither, actually. 51. You think that at the rate, at the speed that the dust is gathering together, it's going to take about a week to combine back into the Dizalan's form. It's moving pretty slow. But it looks like it's restoring his life essence one speck of dust at a time in the mirror. Very cool. So he's going to come back and rule the city anyway. As we kill all the rest of the trains, he's going to come back to no competition. Basically. Can't we destroy the mirror or do something to stop it? I suppose, maybe. Yeah, do I know? Is there a way to stop it? With your identification, I have such a good idea right now. I'm going to wait. I want to hear what Tyler says. And then I'm going to tell you my amazing idea. <laughs> I want to send, like, an unseen servant into the mirror to go, like, sweep him up into a dustpan, and we're just going to chuck him and out. And throw him outside. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, book five. Mirror rejuvenation. When Dizalin is destroyed, necromantic energies rebuild his body inside the mirror in his laboratory over the next 1d10 days. 
His reforming body is visible in the mirror, but the mirror cannot be destroyed while he is reforming unless a consecrate ritual is first cast upon it. Once Dizalan's rejuvenation is complete, he steps out of the mirror. So, Wizard, you know that you could stop it, but you would need consecration. Do I know anybody that can do consecration? That's a ritual. My question is, how is the mirror attached? Is it like on a stand, on the wall? What are we talking here? They're attached to the walls. How big is the mirror? That's a good question, because I was looking at this... If you, if you look at the map, literally every wall of the surface is covered with this mirror. I think the entire mirrored surface of everything in here is the mirror. Aw, that's too bad. That ruins my idea. Sorry. I wanted, him with us. I wanted to have a bag of holding. That was a trap. <laughs> Mummy lich. <laughs> Just put the mirror in the bag of holding. Throw it in a dungeon somewhere. Some low-level adventurers come find it. Open it up. 19th level Mummy lich pops out. Oh, God. <laughs> Hilarious. He's still not a lich. He's not a lich? He's not a lich, no. The mirror rejuvenation is just specific to Dazalan. He's found some way to do it. Consecrate is uncommon, but it's only a level 2 ritual. Yeah, I'll go talk to Zaraneth and see if he knows... If he can teach me the, the ritual or if he knows it. We can do that after... Loot? Loot! Wizard, the first thing that you find here... It's not magical, but on a pedestal in the back of the room here... Is a tome that contains the following three occult rituals. Commune, Legend Lore, and Dazalan's Modified Terminate Bloodline ritual. This is what Zaraneth was looking for. A way to strengthen the Terminate Bloodline spell he already has. Dazalan's esoteric devices, all of the lab equipment that's spread throughout this place, if you take a moment to look at it, Peach Pie, give me a crafting check. I can do that. 43. All of the devices in this room, easily worth 2,550 gold. Nice. However, it's all bulky and cumbersome, and it's 15 bulk between all of it. Big holding. It would fit all in there, I would assume? Yes. In any one of... Throughout his 15 bags or in sleeves. Yeah, two I mean, bags, like it's... Sleeves, gloves. In the party loot right now is 26 bulk. I can hold 192. Yeah, we're fine. What? We're fine. I'll just not ask again. No problem. <laughs> All right, then uh, next is what's left over from Dizaland's body. There is a magical hand crossbow... Wizard, as you take all of his alchemical shit, just, like, stare at the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Just wink at it every once in a while. He's got a magical crossbow, a circlet that he was wearing, and that's the most magic out of whatever's here. Ooh, is that another Apex item? There's a scroll, three scrolls, and his wand. Of Manifold Destiny. Okay, let's start making some checks. We'll start... I want to look at the circlet first, since it's the most powerful. Uh, 47. Yeah, that's critical success. This is a circlet of persuasion. Oh, it's charisma. Circlet of persuasion is the apex item. For charisma. It's for charisma. You actually don't need to make checks on the scrolls. That's true. Okay, so one of them is a scroll of maze. Wonderful. Why didn't he use that? 
teleportation limit bullshit down here? Telepor- teleportation yeah, he's bullshit. He's probably afraid. <laughs> Even he's afraid to use it. <laughs> you know, I actually thought about using it halfway through the combat, and I was like, no, I can't. I can't, I can't do that. How many times have I cast the teleportation down here? I feel like, it's like five, five or six maybe? times. More often than you should be to be comfortable, but, you know, here we are. I hero pointed some of them. You did. <laughs> and who knows how many times he's done it. So, I mean, it's very possible he yeah, could true. be at a higher check needed. What does he care? He's coming back in seven days. Depends on what the fuck it does to you. I still want to know. We don't know. Another scroll in here is a scroll of unrelenting observation. It's like true scene on crack, except for all of your friends get to see it, too. And then lastly is the wand. Do I know what the wand is? Manifold missile. I told you it was wand of manifold missiles, but we didn't tell wizard. Give me an arcana check for it. 39. You know it's a wand of manifold missiles. At a much higher level than what you would expect. Level 7. I'm taking that. Maybe you'll remember to actually shoot off four missiles every round if you use it. Because <laughs> I sure as shit didn't. I will. Oh, wow, that thing's worth money. Yeah, it is. It's worth 15k. Nice. Which is just Goodness. as much as an Apex item costs, actually. It's Which is yeah. nuts. What's better, 7,500 gold or 44 plus 4 damage? Every round for ten rounds, for free, every day. Extremely good. I'll I'll hold on to it unless we are looking for items and we need money. Just remember that we have basically two k of piece in a wand in my inventory. That's the loot. So I'm looking at the consecrate ritual. These secondary checks are so ridiculous. Are they? Like, okay, primary religion. Okay, it makes sense. Secondary crafting and performance. Hey, we got I got both of those. So it's perfect for us. We're fucking circus. It's just, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's like, what does that have to do with consecrating? The secondary casters must be worshippers of your religion. Oh. We do oh. not have three worshippers oh. of the same religion. That's, the, that's yeah. the trick. It's right there. That's that. Hey, Tuzan's coming back. We ain't going to be here. I don't care. Nidek, it's your responsibility from here on out. You're going to have to deal with him. <laughs> Nidek doesn't even worship of religion. Not how he gets his powers. So this orb. The orb is sitting there, spinning slowly on its own axis above the pedestal. I start to stroke it. <laughs> actually, after Dizalan is destroyed, it took a moment to realize what was going on, but you actually see that the electric aura subsides, and it's no longer there. Everyone in the room, including Nidek, is going to get the reflection of storms. That sounds like I want it. Your body is inured with the devastation inflicted by natural forces. You gain resistance to ele- electricity damage equal to your level. Jeez. You don't treat wind as difficult terrain or greater difficult terrain when flying, and you can't be moved by wind unless you choose to be. You gain a plus one status bonus to saves against primal magic, period. And in addition, you can absorb this reinvigorating energy into your body to cast Moment of Renewal once per day as an eighth level divine innate spell. Not something we all need, but okay. (laughs) Uh, The Moment of Renewal allows you to regain a focus point. For this particular reflection, if you're casting Moment of Renewal, you also gain a focus point. Oh, this is the... This is 
pretty fucking good. This is what we used before, isn't it? Something similar. That's exactly what got rid of the fatigue from uh, Peach Pie and Jebediah. Yeah. Yeah. After beating on the adamantine golem. Yeah, I mean, so we didn't have to rest overnight to do it. Nice. So, Wizard, as you're caressing the Aeon Orb, the Orb of Storms, if you will, tiny, softly floating jolts of electricity cascade through the four of you. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't sting. But you can actually feel it strengthening you. I do a line off of it. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's electric. The orb can be moved by anybody who has the resonant reflection. It's three bulk, and you can just carry it around. Can I, like, tie a leash on it and pull it behind me as it floats? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you can. Jeb, while everybody is hanging out and having a good time, you take 15d6 points of negative energy damage. Doesn't he get a save? Oh, shit. You become stupefied, too. Someone fix me. After that, you need to give me a fortitude save. That's not good. I am no longer frightened, so 32? A 32 is a failure. Jeb's skin goes pale, he falls to his knees, and his life force is drained in front of you. Jesus. Wizard, make a check on this. As he begins to succumb to the insidious mummy rot. I make a check on this. Gotta go stand next to my buddy. Nat 20. I don't know if I could technically use Arcanus. Would it be actually a medicine check? To identify a disease? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also a curse. That's true. It's a curse and a disease and it's divine. And it's divine. <laughs> so if, well, if it's divine, then If it's divine, then I could use religion, which means I can use Arcana. Okay. Then you get a 56. Tell me everything. Insidious, insidious mummy rot. Let me just share this so what you can that? take a Incestuous look at it. Incestuous mummy Stop it. <laughs> Jeb, your family's going to get even worse. Oh, no. <laughs> the Hickpers. Our bloodline's pure. Pure maple. You fucking kill me because I casted one spell. I'll fucking drive to your house right now. <laughs> Jeb, you're going to take 15d6 negative damage, as you did. You took 50 damage. Wizard, you know that this is a curse and that any damage taken from this curse cannot be healed until the curse is, curse is removed. Oh my god, it's going to turn into sand again. A creature killed by this tr- curse turns to sand and can't be resurrected except by a ninth level r- resurrect ritual or similar magic. Anybody prepare remove curse tomorrow? Remove curse? Can we get remove curse? I mean, I'm pretty sure I have remove curse. How does remove curse even work? I can remove disease. The staff has removed disease. Well, that'll work, right? So you'll have to do remove curse and remove disease. Damn. You have to do both? Because it's a curse and a disease. Yeah. I take out some of my makeup, and I go to the mirror that I know Dazon is going to be reforming from, and I use my finger and, like, backwards so he can read it. I write, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just staring at that the whole time while he's reforming. <laughs> Flash forward five days from now. God, no, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's still stuck in the mirror. Yeah. And we just stole all this shit. So, how do you handle the orb? Yeah, I, I just tie my, I tie my hanky rope around it, and I pull it behind me. 
And with almost like a, a, you know, when you've got two magnets that are resisting each other, and one is floating over, under over the other, you kind of pull it. It resists for a moment, moment, and then it pops out of the space and just slowly follows you behind as you tug it with your rope of hankies. Excellent. Nobody's going to wonder what this is at all. <laughs> we will attract zero attention. <laughs> is there anything else that you do in Dazalan's tower? Burn it to the ground? <laughs> I mean, it's all been yeah. blackstone, so... <laughs> if, I had a, if I had a way to do it, I would. Hey, Jeb, you got Earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have it prepared, but I'd gladly oh. come back and pop an earthquake at the base of this tower. <laughs> well, I guess we got what we came here for. Uh, I- I'm ready for a nap. I don't know about y'all. Yes, this has been very tiring. Yeah, I felt better. Well done, everyone. You are certainly heroes. You have succeeded. I'm not ready to go to bed. We cannot sleep. Why, Jab? Every time I wake up, things happen. Oh, that's right. You're <laughs> cursed or something. I think it goes a little deeper than that. I'm just not going to sleep. Aha! I broke the curse. You're going to need some of that wizard's uh, I say, I got evil coat. About it. <laughs> got some. <laughs> so as you're all walking through the Forbidden District, trailing a magical floating orb of power you get eyeballs everybody stops what they're doing and they turn and follow you and look at you as you're dragging this globe this ball of power from Dazalan's tower you take a moment you look up you even see that there are storm clouds gathering over the entire Maybe more right than now. Jeb already creates Oh yeah, they're thick and they're billowy and they've got that intense lightning inside the storm. You're just waiting for it to hit to the ground, but it never does. The air is electric as you all walk out of the Forbidden District. Nobody says a word to you. Nidek just waves at them all. Hey, how's it going? Pretty cool, eh? Yeah. How's it going? You make your way through the Central District and on your way through the Central District you see a lot of different types of people out here still. You see workers who are bustling about for their masters. You see uh, visitors from out of town, Durugar, on you know large beetles with caravans bringing in merchandise from outside of town. There are all sorts of denizens of the Darklands here. And the Central District stops as you walk through it. The drizzle of rain hitting all of the undead and the living alike as you travel back to the inn. Oh, people know you're here. <laughs> good good for them. I, I treat wounds. <laughs> I create a mansion. When you get back to the inn, you see all of your companions there. Cormenter is sitting at the dinner table with Kufar. Kufar is looking a little more straight back than usual, maybe a little concerned or worried. Cormenter is night is writing in her small, tight, neat dwarven hand. Uh, Kufar is trying to read it, and uh, obviously, you know, has to ask her what it says. She's drawing up plans right now. Oh, good, you're all back. How did it go? Well enough, I suppose. Got, got the orb thing that they were after. We're all still alive for now, Jeb. Her eyes, her eyes, kind of go wide as she sees the orb, and you actually did it. You did it. My goodness, look at it. Yes, I'm afraid Dizolin's probably coming back in about a week, though. Seems he's a lich of some sort. 
Why don't we try dissolving dissolving? And then he'd be dissolving. <laughs> the mirror in his study is magically attuned to his soul. And instead of passing on after his negative energy leaves his body, instead of moving along, it gathers in his mirror. Great info yes. you could have given us. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, didn't think that you would all make it that far. <sighs> well, you have seven days-ish to enact whatever plan you have and then find a way to deal with Dizolin when he comes back. Mm, seven days is, does not feel like enough. Yeah, the wizard was saying something about, like, consecrate or something. Consecrate? The ritual? Are you all religious people? <laughs> Not that kind of religion. Well, the only religious beliefs that you'll find in Train is to Argathoa, and Consecrate's not exactly a ritual that they have in the repertoire. Yeah, and good luck finding, like, three of them that want to keep Dazalan gone. Suppose maybe. Yeah. They might have Desecrate. Desecrate. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's Desecrate. I mean, <laughs> that actually might make it worse yeah, somehow. <laughs> make it make them come back faster. You all look just exhausted. Why don't we talk more about this in the morning? Yeah, I can say I ain't, uh, I ain't never gone through that many spells before. How do you look with your revelations right now? It depends on if, I mean, if we took ten minutes, I would have gone back to stage one. I'm gonna say probably. We spent time searching. <laughs> he would have just spent ten minutes, right? I mean, it probably took us ten minutes to grab all that bulk worth of shit. These guys hate the way Nidek looks and stuff when he's that far in, so he wouldn't. <laughs> hey, could you take ten minutes to fix yourself, <laughs> sir? Could you just? No, <laughs> <laughs> so he'd still be at stage one, which is—I mean, still you know, skin falling off, but not as bad as these guys have seen him. <laughs> is part of the ten-minute ritual uh, or the ten-minute refocusing, walking around the room and picking up pieces of skin that have fallen off? <laughs> <laughs> But he does look completely exhausted. I mean, I I have five spells left. Five. And they are all third level or below. Yeah. I don't think I've had a character that has been, has used that many spells off of their character sheet before. At this I mean, when At we have access level, right? to ninth level spells. <laughs> and I was throwing like, hey, it's a level four heal, guys, because it's all I got left. <laughs> <laughs> and it was appreciated. So yeah, let's rest up. Definitely putting, you know, the orb in the mansion to try and keep it safe. And then we'll discuss our plans. Maybe the dagger in the orb can communicate. T- maybe just touch touch the dagger to the orb? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the- clink. <laughs> no, nothing. So as you all sit down, Cormenter and uh, Kufar absolutely want to know whatever you're willing to tell them. I will tell them everything after I'm sufficiently high. <laughs> Pop a couple of polypurpose fantasies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so the first floor was four grave nuts. Four. Ooh. They wouldn't let us hail. It was very annoying. It's actually one of the harder fights. <laughs> it was. And do you guys know about Kirby? The Banshee. Is that thing still in your hammer? You still got that Banshee? Oh, I, I take my hammer and tap on it. Ding, ding, ding. Hello. Are you still in there? Uh, Siza? 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 Siza. Siza. 
ghostly form wisps out of the hammer and this glow slowly dissipates from it when she does. She comes out, she's actually giggling to herself in that very like like ladylike way. <laughs> you absolutely destroyed him. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> Look, we got a banshee. Fuck me. <laughs> A banshee! A banshee! <laughs> I don't know. I'm dying. I don't know why I'm dying. I'm high, apparently. Jesus. Like, I'm super high, and I didn't find it that funny. Like, I don't know. It just got me. I don't know. It just got me. So, <laughs> so you guys recount the tale uh, going up from the bottom to the top. Caesar's presence definitely puts Cormenter back a little bit, and uh, they have a brief exchange where they they basically nod to each other, and then neither of them says anything or acknowledges oh, yeah, the other's I, presence. I suppose, I suppose she knows who she is. They know each other. Interesting. Kufar is just kind of sitting back and watching it all. During dinner, I try to encourage the Wiz to play some Calliope while Caesar sings for some entertainment. Yeah, I'll do that. Diplomacy check on both the wizard and Caesar. It is 26. <laughs> except, I, except I flavored as Bernard. Oh, you can't oh Caesar, your, your singing was so lovely in that competition today. And, and the wizard, you're so good at the Calliope. I'd love for a little bit of music while we eat. Why, I would love to. Fantastic! Wizard? I mean, David failed to check, technically. <laughs> True. I did. I guess I'll do it still. But the DC goes down if you wanted to do it anyways. I don't do it very well. Just because uh, I don't know how Your heart's not in it. Yeah. Caesar sings a delightful tune. It's not like full-blown operatic. It's a little more of, you know, a calm dinner sort of song. But it's impressive. You could sing for us. Uh, no, actually. I'll pass. <laughs> Appreciate the offer, though. After dinner, you all can kind of make off to your own sections. Uh, Caesar's fascinated with the mansion in general. Cormenter would go up to Peach Pie at some point at the end of the night and in a hushed tone, Are you sure bringing her with is a good idea? No, not at all. But it seemed like the thing to do at the time and... I quite like the idea of a singing banshee in the Circus of Wayward Wonders. I see. Is there any way that we can discuss plans or maybe secure some sort of promise from her? She seemed to like performing very much. I think we did get some sort of promise from her. The, the whole day is a bit of a blur and I'm quite high right now. Oh, I see. Maybe we should speak more of, uh, of this tomorrow. Certainly before we go over any plans. I'm nervous about going over plans in front of her. Oh, do you think she'll be a problem? I'm concerned that she's going to run and go tell all the powers of the city. Um, I think we killed the main one. Zyra and Irinda are certainly nothing to scoff at. We'll kill them too if we must, I suppose. Her eyes go a little wide at the comment, but she blinks a few times and looks down and away from you. Do you really doubt us at this point? Honestly, no, I don't. All right, then. Good luck taking over your city. She goes back to the table. She grabs plans. She invites Kufar to come with her to talk over plans. 
Nidek, when you go back to your room, do you do anything specific before the end of the day? Before he goes back to the room, he'd be like, Oh, Peach Pie, I know. I got the staff. Uh, here, let me try something. And he'll use the staff of healing true to uh, cast regenerate on him. So that'll easily restore you back to full hit points. That felt quite nice, thank you. Do you think you'll be able to fix Jeb? Uh, I don't know. As things stand right now, I don't really have the the spells, but... Yeah, we'll see what we can figure out. Also, Nidek, I think our time here in the Darklands is coming to a close. Would you still like to take over your tribe with the Adefin and kill Karastan? Yeah, I certainly think that would be something I'd like to do, but... Uh, right now they might need me more in Shrain to solidify things here first. Well, if you were willing to work with Corminter, I would certainly think they would be in much better shape with your help. I wouldn't mind working with her a little more if you know what I mean. I do. Good luck, I suppose. I was waiting for Peach to be like, no, I don't. No, I don't get it. <laughs> no he gets it. He just doesn't care. Just doesn't care. <laughs> Good luck, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, if I don't get another chance, Nidek, it's been very good being your ally, and I'd like to consider you a friend. Well, I'm very touched, Peach Pie, and I'd like to consider you a friend, too. Indeed. If you ever come back to the Darklands, you know, you always got a place. <laughs> we shall see. If you ever come to the topside, come find the circus. I'll do that, but... I've been in the dock so long, between the shadow plane and here, I don't, I don't know if I'd do so good in the sunlight. Too bad the teleportation makes it so difficult. Yeah. But the wizard is fairly brave with these things. Maybe we will might find a way. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> 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 beautiful, beautiful. Peach Pie smiles. Very good. Because there's always Peach Pie saying it, so it's his turn. <laughs> a little bit of awkward silence. Worked out perfectly. That was excellent. So Nidek heads in for the night. Jeb, you feel like shit, bud. Sure, I don't feel that bad. <laughs> you feel like zombie mummy shit. Probably want to go to bed early. What do you think? No. You're just describing how I always feel. He also literally just said he wasn't going to bed ever again. Very specific. Is that Jeb or is that Spencer? <laughs> it's fucking Jeb, dude. Spencer loves sleeping, dude. <laughs> I, I just want to know of like. I guess I'm just looking to see all the things that I could do to make it so I have a better save in the morning. While he's really contemplating on his current curse situation, the crystal jackal spends almost all night curled up at a ball at Jeb's feet. When Jeb retires for the evening and he's about to close the door for the night, the jackal just sits outside the door frame, waiting to see if you're going to let him in. Yeah, the door's open, dog. Unless it's going to kill me. No. <laughs> are, you just, are you just out to get me? <laughs> I can see how you could be suspicious of it. <laughs> no, pet the doggo, Spencer. Sp- pet the doggo. <laughs> the jackal's excited. Comes into the room. Gets right up on your bed without even asking. And he casts remove curse. <laughs> no. Um, but he can comfort you or attempt to. Oh, yay. It's exactly what he's going to do. Laying down next to the sick Jeb. 
Beach pie. Yo, you going back to your room? Anything specific you want to do before the end of the night, aside from your conversation with Nidek? Oh, I'm sure Bernard and I will talk about the day and what the plans will be moving forward, trying to formulate an idea. But nothing specific. Okay. Wizard. Yep. Anything specific you want to do before the end of the night? Not at all. When you're headed up to your room to bed, the dagger speaks up at your waist. Can we can we go into Moonlight's room? It's a little weird. Just just for just for a minute. Sure. I take the dagger to the room. You go into Moonlight's room, it's almost exactly the way you left it a few weeks ago. Uh, all of the items that Moonlight had, all the religious symbols spread out and arranged by the Unseen Servants. They tried to leave it in a box like you wanted to for a little while, but they just they couldn't handle it. They just they had to organize all the items. It's written into their coding, you know. So you walk in, and the dagger just... <sighs> I miss them. All right. That's good. We can move on for the night. Okay. Good RP, Ted. Good RP. <laughs> what do you want from him? <laughs> Nervous staring. <laughs> I'm just going to let it happen. Moving on. The wizard heads to bed. The evening passes by, otherwise uneventfully. Congratulations. You're all now level 18. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. I actually wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. I know. Next morning comes. You're level 18. You guys ready to talk about level 18? Sure. Sure. It's not a whole lot for Peach Pie. I don't know if there's a whole lot for anybody, really. You get a skill feat. I took uh, Rapid Swimmer or whatever. It's called Quick Swimmer. And I can now swim with a at the Quick Swim at the same speed as my land speed because I'm legendary. So uh, 30 foot swim speed. And for my Barbarian feat, I took Brutal Critical. On a critical with a melee strike, I add an extra damage, uh, extra damage die, and the target takes persistent bleed damage equal to two of my damage die when I crit. Oh, damn. Yeah. As if Peach Pie's critical hits weren't already particularly devastating. Here's 2d12 persistent 2d12 <laughs> persistent along with an additional d12 up front on the damage. Just adds deadly D12 to your weapon, basically. Essentially just adds deadly D12 to my weapon, yep. That's it. That's simple. It's simple and good. Jeb? I am level 18. The class feat I took is Invoke Disaster, which gives me an extra focus point, but I'm already at 3, so I don't get an extra focus point. And it gives me Stormlord as a focus level 9 spell. Uh, I sustain up to 1 minute. Each round, I can use a single action to cast a 10d6 lightning bolt. If they fail, they're deafened, and I can constr- I can make the storm calm, foggy, rainy, or windy, which all have varying effects to them. The caveat is I have to be outside and above ground, so I can't use it down here. Oh, yeah, it's really clear about that. It, that's actually going to be perfect, like Jeb entering the surface just with, with this power. You don't have the concentrate effortless, effortless concentration, do you? I do. You do. He does. He's used it. Yeah, that's right. Pretty devastating with that included. Yeah, because he's been using it with his sandstorm yeah. or lightning bolt. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then also I took a, a legendary skill feat and another one in survival. Legendary survivalist. I no longer need to eat or f- drink to survive, and I can't be negatively affected by extreme heats or colds. Beautiful. Jeb can take you anywhere, and he'll at least survive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm the best guy you'll need. 
I'm not even gonna look for food for you. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> don't you guys survive off the, you know, the energy of Galarian, man? Cosmic energy. You get to prepare more ninth level spell slots, right? Yeah, that goes from two to three, so yeah. Nice. Then what about uh, the wizard? What's level 18 look like? Pretty straightforward. Uh, skill feat. I picked up legendary linguist. Um, so basically, I can create a pigeon language. You want to talk to pigeons? Yes. I can always talk to any any creature that has a language, even a language I don't know, by creating a pigeon language that uses simplified terms and conveys basic concepts. So basically, I can talk to anything as long as they have a language. Like it's not like a full on conversation, but like, yeah. You just end up squawking like a pigeon. <laughs> and then for my class feat, I picked up Reprepare Spell. I can more or less infinitely reprepare any spells, fourth level or lower. It just takes 10 minutes to reprepare them. Uh, the spells I reprepare into those slots can't have durations, though, so that rules out like invisibility and shit. But like magic missiles or what, it, like little damage spells, I can just infinitely prepare them. Nice. Jesus. Oh, at what level? Up to what level? Fourth, fourth level, you said. Yeah. Fourth level. So expect a bunch of third level magic missiles. Everything takes force damage. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out spells. I ended up taking implosion and meteor swarm. I don't know if I'm ever going to use meteor swarm. It just doesn't. You say that. It doesn't feel like it does that much damage. The thing with it is you can hit four different spots. It's four different small bursts. But the damage... Oh, they can't overlap. But the damage I isn't... Bet, right? Yeah, they can't overlap, and the damage isn't that great for a ninth level spell. Basically, you get four separate AoEs. Yeah. That leaves us with uh, Nidak. Nidak, what does your level 18 look like? Um, yeah, level 18's pretty basic, like everybody else. Uh, he's going to take a Swift Sneak, which, as he said, super short. You can move your full speed when you sneak. Straightforward. Um, I can use any other mode of movement, such as burrow, climb, fly, or swim, instead of striding if I have them. Then my class feat is Divine Effusion, which is kind of like a weaker version of uh, the wizard's drain-bonded item. Twice per day, I can cast a spell of a spell level that I am completely out of spells for that spell level. Oh, so once you've so cast like, everything... If I've used up all my ninth level spell slots... I can cast another ninth level spell. That does basically give you a drain bonded item. Yeah, but only for two level, only twice, not like every level, oh, like twice Ted per has. day, and they can't be the same levels. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's not quite as uh, not a so, whole exactly. class feature. A weaker, a weaker version of that. Probably the most important thing, though, is because he got the uh, moment of renewal from the uh, reflection. I will be dropping that and picking up Remove Curse at uh, level 8. And then uh, also took a ninth level spell called Foresight. Foresight is phenomenal. Phenomenal, but doesn't really isn't really going to affect anything here. I took that one more for uh, just character reasons for becoming, you know, a leader of a city type thing. But anyway, so, so next yeah. morning. Next morning. Up. As everyone's waking up for breakfast, Cormenter's already at the table with uh, like a bowl of grits and a glass of orange juice and is doing plans, making plans, right? I don't need to eat. <laughs> Jeff just had a realization. Just super condescending about it every time they try to give me food. 
<laughs> like how it's like, you don't need to if you don't want to. It's like, then why would I? Because <laughs> it tastes good. I was going to say, I would definitely still eat if I didn't have to eat. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah me too. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, if your body's sustaining itself, does that mean you don't like need to go to the bathroom then because you're not taking anything in oh that's interesting <laughs> i mean like yeah i mean obviously in a real world what that would do to your body would not be good but <laughs> whatever uh cosmic essence you're surviving on must just be <laughs> maybe you just you just shit and piss I rainbows. Shit cosmic essence. <laughs> <laughs> i hate to know what that would feel like <laughs> like bliss dude <laughs> Okay, so next morning, who's all here? Cormenter, Kufar, the Crystal Jackal follows Jeb out of his room on the way out, and of course, Wormples. Okay, so we need to go see Gross Ghoul Guy. The Zolgath? Ghoul Girl. It was, a, it was a girl. And what's his face? The Wizard's friend, Zirineth. Now, you do recall in the southwestern wall where you were taken to Serenath last time. Okay. We got some things to take care of for that, though. Oh, okay. Ah, Jim. Uh, so last night, uh, I was supposed to be sleeping. I just I couldn't. And, you know, I was just trying to figure out how to, how to take care of that uh, mummy rot thing. Oh, you were thinking about me all night. Uh, I think I came up with an idea. Got a new spell Ooh. that I want to try takes 10 minutes though so can i just gotta sit there stand still <laughs> i am okay with standing still if it resolves mummy so you are casting remove curse at uh it's a remove curse at eighth level eighth level okay so we're looking at counteracting it's an eighth level spell i roll a 16 get a 45 that doesn't do it we're fucked a 45 is a success not a critical success so for counteracting counteract the target if it's counteract level is no more than one level higher than your effects counteract level this is 8th level yeah just as it's not a 10th level effect if it's a 10th level effect well <laughs> shit but it is a the equivalent of a ninth level effect so yes Nidic you are able to successfully remove the curse now remove disease Yay! Yeah, that, that's on you. <laughs> you said you could prepare that yeah, yourself, I, so I did not. I forgot that I was going to do that. Remove disease! I think Jeb was really concerned about having this done. I don't think he would have forgotten to prepare that spell. I mean, so yeah, I just roll uh, my modifier, right? Yeah, d20 plus your modifier. No, this one's remove disease is really straightforward. You, you do still make a, a counteract check against the disease. You're essentially making the same check, but depending on what level you're casting it at. Nine! Ninth level remove disease, all right. <laughs> I'm fucking that's taking I, that, care of That's it. what I like to hear. All right, make your roll. Hero points! That's your call. 48! 48! I think that's a critical success. Yeah, that's a critical. No, wait, no, it's not. Sorry. I know. Off by one. That is a success. So at ninth level, yes, that would counteract the insidious mummy rot, and it goes away. Yay! I'm not going to turn into sand like moonlight. That's good. I mean, it's a stupid idea to get in the first place. <laughs> so you get Jeb's disease removed, and then now you're headed over to Xeranath's, right? Yep. Yeah. 
So you remember the route. It's along the edge, the outskirts. I'm assuming that Wizard's Mansion needs to be recast, and he's able to provide one of those. Yep. So everybody moves out of the mansion for the recast, and then before going back in, Cormentor looks at you all and says, Are you taking the orb with you? Should we? I don't know. I feel like it's something you shouldn't really leave, let out of your sight. Also, it seems pretty powerful. It could, could be useful. Can we put it in a bag of holding? Let me put it up my sleeve. Yeah, like how big is it? It's three feet in diameter. It's really big. So yeah, it's still like three, nine, three feet like in diameter. Is almost as tall as I am? Yes. <laughs> yeah, getting it into the sack isn't going to be a thing. Okay, I'll just drag it with me, I guess. I got one hand in my pocket, and the other is dragging an artifact orb. <laughs> is there something above artifact? Are these more than just artifacts? I mean, at this point... Yeah, this, is, this is beyond artifact. Who knows what this thing is? It is the essence of a god. Actually, this one is not tainted by the essence of the god. True. Some other god. Not really sure exactly what. Yeah, we really don't know what these are. Nope. Maybe that's what book six is about. Maybe book six. Let's go poker face Tyler. As your... (laughs) Right? (laughs) As you're uh, pulling the Aeon Orb behind you, uh, going along the edge of the square, you pull everybody's attention. And you can see down the square, there's a well-dressed drow gentleman going up to a set of, of death guards and pointing you guys out and it looks like a contingent of death guards might be on their way. Excellent. We own the city now, I think. Is that how that works? I'm not sure. The death guards uh, run through the square and they're, they're marching really through the square uh, hurriedly towards you. When they get to you, they stop about 20 feet away and then one of them approaches. Hello. Greetings, friend. Your presence is requested by Naira and Zorinda Shrain. Like, right now? Or like, for dinner? Or... At your earliest convenience. Would you first ask them what they're serving for dinner, and then we'll decide? I don't care. Uh, no, I, I, I have to I'm just going to bring it up every time. That's right. You don't have to eat. <laughs> I just bring a plate of rocks in. <laughs> Chew on rocks just to intimidate people. That would be hilarious. Like you, you just like put a rock in your hand and you just like squeeze it really hard. And then you act like you're like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm awful. <laughs> the guard that, that walks up to you it looks at the Aeon Orb there, just sparkling, or not sparkling, crackling faintly with energy. He seems really nervous. He looks nervously over his shoulder and he says, Just a message that I may return to the ladies. We'll see them shortly, I'm sure. He looks uncertain, like he's waiting for more. That's everything. Seeing that you don't have anything more to say, he just... I will deliver the message right away. He awkwardly turns back and he kind of jog, jog runs back to his group. And you hear them whisper to each other. He whis- you know, whispers something to them. They all look at you. Then they look at the orb. And then they begin marching back toward the Great Pyramid. I wave. I'd, I'd hate to be the guys delivering that message. <laughs> so we 
gonna go see them first, or we gonna go see Zareneth first? Are we heading back to the tower so I can cast Earthquake? <laughs> Do you think we should make them wait just to annoy them? I don't know that annoying them's a great idea. Alright, let's go see them first, then. We'll go see Zyra and Nyrinda. We need to be on their good side to get them to make a gathering. Oh, I suppose that's true. We did say we would do that thing. Well, it's kind of hinges on me staying here, so... Yeah, that thing with all the murder of the shrines that I don't actually say out loud. <laughs> we go see Zyra and Nyrinda. All right, so you make your way over to the Great Pyramid. As you get to the front of it, the same Grave Knight guard that approached you the first time you went to go see Zyra and Narenda greets you at the door and bids you to follow him. Depending on if you just want to just follow him straight to the to the chamber, do you want to do some mayhem or... Nah, no mayhem. Yet. Yet. Okay. So you make your way uh, to Zyra and Narenda's chambers, their meeting chambers. They enter much like they did before, a one in a dramatic puff of smoke, the other one with red eyes glaring as they step in. To the room. Are there chairs? Yes. I place the orb so that it's floating like over a chair, like it's sitting in a chair, and I sit in a chair next to it. <laughs> Still have the hanky rope tied to it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Zyra and Narenda look to each other, then they look to you, and then they look at the orb. We had heard secrets of this. This magical orb that Dazalin brought back from the Jungles. Wait, are you referring to this orb? And I say, pointing at the orb. They look to each other. Yes, Zyrus says. No, it's a mistake. This is my new friend, Aaron. Aaron Orb. Yeah? <laughs> they look to each other. Do they laugh? Nyrenda's eyes kind of flash for a moment with heat, and then Nyrenda starts bellowing, laughing. Good. The zombie-looking Shrain sister, the one that uh, is a lich, she just kind of rolls her eyes. You see the red dots of light in her eyes roll up and look away. I like the one that's laughing. They're my friend now. Nyrinda looks to you, and she says, Tell us what happened of our dear brother, Dazalan. Uh, he's in a mirror right now. I think he'll be back in about six days. Unless, you know, uh, some people that can cast Consecrate. Yes, Consecrate, as the wizard says. The vampire hisses. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. Or, I feel like an earthquake would take care of it pretty good. (laughs) Zyra, the, the lich, says, Do you have any proof that he was plotting against us? Yes, wizard, I think you took the paperwork. Didn't we already show them? Did we show him the stuff from from Zulkandur? We showed it before we left. So then your proof is the orb. I guess our proof is the orb and the paperwork from Zulkandur. Yeah, because we definitely don't want to show him the ritual book. That's definitely True. not something we want to show him. True. <laughs> this is the orb that uh, he was working on. He'd figured some stuff out. He summoned some, like, giant-ass air elementals. Dazalin is powerful, though. We will see... To the prevention of his reconstruction. Good luck. Sounds like a great idea. 
Then we can have like a party and <laughs> woohoo! He's dead. Guess all of you trains can celebrate your defeat of Dizolin. Do you guys have parades? Do you have parades down here? I think we could set up a parade through the streets. A parade. This must be some surface dweller custom. Yeah, I mean, I can real, I can, I know you don't like your brother very much and his circus ways, but a parade's kind of like a mobile circus where you just kind of go around and celebrate and have a good time. A festival. Yeah, maybe festival's better. I don't, I don't know if deception completely could fits. Like, part of me wants to say diplomacy, right? Yeah, more probably being diplomatic at the moment than deception. I mean, there's definitely undertones of deception because, obviously, we want the party in order to get the trains together. What's your deception DC? Just in general, 43. Holy shit. If I was actually lying to her, I would use the ring of lies and get a plus four to my my roll. Gotcha. Okay, so I've made a couple of secret checks here that will serve as their sense motive against your deception DC, but the actual check here is a diplomacy check, because you're steering them away from what you don't want them to hear while still trying to get, find a, a reason to gather them. Ooh, well, I got 17 on the die for a 42. I'm not going to get much better than that. <laughs> hot. Hot dice from, uh, from Swanee tonight. They look to each other Nyrinda says, Oh, I think it sounds like a... It actually sounds like a wonderful idea. There has been much anxiety in regards to the Odefin raids they've been heightening. Maybe uh, something to take the people's mind off of the impending war. Go into it with a positive note. I think we should save the celebration for when the Odefin tribes have been defeated. Not just for quelling some rebellion that the people didn't even know was happening. Yeah, but wars take a long time. Who knows if or when you'd ever get to do it. I'm not saying you'd lose the war, I'm just saying that they just can kind of go on and on and on. You would be surprised to know how true that really is. I mean, haven't you basically been at war with them forever? Since our coming here, or shortly thereafter... We will consider it. Long time to wait to party. Well, then let's do it. Let's get everybody together. Let's have a good celebration for quelming or quashing dissidents and reinforce our rule. I was just going to say that, you know? You show your might. Like, you'll even kill your own brother if he's fucking around. And with the... She looks to the Aeon Orb. Artifact of power. Present. That would show a strong hand. I suppose it would. I'll be sure to bring Aaron. What's to stop us from taking it from you now? Keeping it in the Great Pyramid for safekeeping. What was to stop you from taking it from Dizolin? Why, a pyramid filled with guards. Didn't stop us. Do you have intimidation? I mean, everybody has everything. Is it any good? Is it any good? No. No. But it's I, not. Sure, I can give it a shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm making a really bad intimidation check. Really bad. 22. Yeah, the three and the die reinforce that, reinforce that pretty well. I'm not trying to intimidate them. I am simply stating the facts. Then what do you plan to do with it? We're taking it to the surface, remember? 
to the surface, yes. I wasn't going to take the orb until I realized there's absolutely no reason to leave it here. Unless we wanted to put it back in the Cradle of Worms, I guess. I mean, that's what we kind of discussed was putting it back in the Cradle of Worms or, you know, Nidek and okay. Zaraneth could study it to see if we could figure out a way to tap its power. Well, sure, that's fine. Uh, let me rephrase. We're putting it back in the Cradle of Worms. Yeah, we didn't need to tell them that. Uh-oh. They're not going to know anyways. They're all going to be... Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we actually have something we need to go do. Like that's uh They look to each other and they look at the four of you. I got a picture of Peach by standing up, a wizard's like, We should we should go. And there's this awkward moment where they're trying to decide. They almost look at look at you and not open hostility, but you can see the gears turning for both of them. They're both deciding whether or not it's worth attacking. So, like, the festival. Have your people talked to... Uh, we can... Unless you just want to take it yourself, that's fine. You know? They look to each other again and then back to you. Farewell for now. Circus. Nyrenda the vampire disappears into mist, and Zyra walks from the room. Like, as she turns to go, I was like, hey, I can do that, and I throw, I do my uh, feigns escape, and I cards go everywhere, <laughs> and I hide real quick behind Peach Pie. <laughs> now there's just a bunch of playing cards all over their stateroom meeting floor. Peach Pie looks around. Oh, I can't do that. Peach Pie, did she, did she leave? <laughs> oh, my deck. You startled me. Yeah, uh, just, just give me a minute. I gotta pick those up now. <laughs> so as Nidek picks up the cards, you all get escorted from the Great Pyramid, the Central Pyramid here in Train, and you make your way over to Zaraneth's hideout, right? Yes. Because that's where you're headed in the first place, with Aeon Orb in tow. Peach Pie, maybe we should cover the orb while we're trying to be stealthy and get into the hideout? Uh, I go to the nearest market stall and try and buy a burlap bag to put over the orb. Okay. <laughs> I buy a burlap bag and I put it over the orb. That'll be a hundred gold, please. <laughs> so you're telling me you have a floating ball with a burlap sack covering it. Yes. And then coming from the be- sack. Being pulled by a multicolored handkerchief. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. Exactly right. That image is very, very interesting to me. Nidek just sighs. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I'm just taunting them to come attack us. It kind of feels like it, yeah. I didn't mean it that way, but now it feels that way and I'm enjoying it. (laughs) For expediency, I'll I'll, I'll have them not. (laughs) So you're making your way over to the hideout and... Like Nidek kind of pointed out, not necessarily in any sort of attempt to get there sneakily, but you make it there. Make your way through the ruined outskirts of Shrain until you find that place, that ruined building. And as you approach it, that Zulgath ghoul stands up from behind a half wall of this destroyed house. You bring with you something very powerful. I can feel it from here. It's just a burlap bag. I see you notice we leveled up. We're more powerful now. <laughs> Do you have 
the information? Did you find it? Did you find what Serenet is looking for? Did we, wizard? Um, what was he looking for again? Oh my god, guys, he's looking for the ritual. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got, we got that. Good. Come down so we can discuss a plan. I do. Okay, then she leads you downstairs, and much like before, you kind of walk into a room that's clouded with smoke, and Zaraness sits in a stool in the corner. He waves to you all as you walk in. Oh my, look at that thing. Oh, you can feel its power. The air's even a little electric. Goodness. I don't think the burlap bag is fooling anyone. You thought the bag was fooling? Well, I suppose it dampens the light a little bit, but... Only so much stealth you can do with this group. As he looks at a... As a clown and a multicolored wizard. <laughs> and a guy who literally walks with a storm yeah, over his head. <laughs> eternally. And a dwarf with a freaking storm cloud over his head. <laughs> yeah, the definition of getting attention. Did you find it, Auburn? Did you... Did you find his notes on the Terminate Bloodline ritual? Yup. Along with a few others. Oh, some others, too. Let me see, let, let's see, let's see. Show him the book. He's flipping through it. Mm, yes. Oh, God, goodness. Look at that. Yes. Oh, no, that's a really good idea. I'm preparing some of these components with it. He just starts mumbling. He's just going off. Completely ignores the rest of you. So... Now that we have delivered what you wanted, will you be upholding your end of the deal? I'm sorry, what? Uh, what? Your end of the deal, Zeraneth. Moonlight. Oh, yes. Obron told you about that conversation. It's not quite so simple. I mean, it is pretty simple. First, you need to find out whether or not that soul even wants to come back. That's part of the ritual. I've done the reincarnate one. Even I know that, Zeraneth. Obviously. But a spell of that level is extraordinarily expensive. You'll be providing all of the expenses for it, I... How much was it? Base cost is 600 gold pieces. Surely it must be more than that. 600 times the target's level? Holy shit! So it's, it is 600 times the target's level, because the standard cost for just the level 5 ritual is diamonds worth a total of 75 gold. So this is making the base cost of 75, 600 at ninth level. 10,800 gold. Yeah, well, didn't we just have an item we were talking about? Like, yeah, his manifold wand, right? Hey, uh, let me do an arcana check on that uh, rock sword as well. Oh, take a look at the rock sword? Yeah. So as you're all kind of down here, the wizard pulls out this bloody Raka sword that's just dripping blood all over the floor to take a quick look at it. Zaraneth just stares. Then he goes back to, to flipping through the book. The Raka sword is an item called Life's Last Breath. That sounds like fun. It's worth 23k. It's the only thing you needed, I suppose. It's a plus three greater striking, unholy, wounding Raka sword. But it has two reactions. First one you can use once per day to cast a ninth level paralyze on the target after successfully hitting it. And the other one you can use once per 10 minutes is that the target must succeed a fortitude save or take a bunch of negative damage and you gain temporary hit points. 
Jesus, ninth level paralyze once per day on a successful hit? As a reaction. Fuck. As a reaction. This is a uh, tremendously powerful weapon. Money for Moonlight. There's 11k. That's all we need. That's what you need. Well, ain't that convenient. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Zareneth, we'll trade you this for a 10,800 gold diamond. <laughs> Actually, this is technically a little bit you know, worth a little bit more, so I might want a little bit, you know, gold on the side <laughs> a little as well. Bit back. <laughs> a little cash back. Yeah. Cash back. You're doing this for free, right? Like, you're not charging me a labor cost? Labor cost? Of course. How do you think the actual money is made in uh, spellcasting like this? Oh, go fuck yourself, Zaranoth. Help. Come on, Albron. Stick around. Help us for a bit. Then I guess we don't cast your your ritual spell either. Well, hold on a second. His eyes shift and point towards the the Aeon Orb. Can I look at that? After you help with Moonlight. Now, I always had a friend that used to say, you look with your eyes, not with your hands, so you can see it. I can feel it. I mean, if you're as good as the wizard, you just kind of look at it and you just know what it is. Bro. I can't right now. There's a burlap sack over it. It worked! I take the burlap sack off. It was the orb the whole time. <laughs> His eyes go wide, but he's completely ignoring you. And he just, like, in, he takes a couple of steps forward, and he gets closer to it. Oh, my. Look at it. It's gorgeous. This is beautiful. Look. Look, you see that? There's a little sprout on the ground right beneath it. Just from hovering here for a few minutes. Yes, it is what they do. They give life. Yes. I don't see a reason we couldn't try to use something from this. Perhaps, as part of this exchange, perhaps Albron and I do a little research on the orb together to see how we can make this possible the way that you want it to occur. How long would that take? Whatever it is, twice as long. <laughs> 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 that, that was very good. That was good. That was very good. That was, that was, that was good. very good. We're gonna say two days. Then I was gonna say one day of research, but two days of research would definitely <laughs> play here. I'll tell you what. We'll take a look at this, and while Obron and I are researching the orb, first thing we gotta do is go sell this fucking sword. I mean, it sounds like the perfect town to sell this sword in. So we're selling the sword. Wiz and Zareneth are studying the orb and ritual and stuff. Jeb and the Crystal Jackal or whatever are going back to the arena to set up a fight for two days because he's bored. I don't actually want to fight, <laughs> but that's what that's what Jeb's going to be doing. We don't need to play the fight, but <laughs> oh, Jeb's just going to go do some arena shit for a while. Yeah. All right. That's that's what I'll be doing for two days. That's your downtime activity. That's my downtime activity: making money via arena okay all right all right so then that leaves nidek and peach pie to be doing the shopping i mean we're selling the sword and just buying sword. we're trading the sword for for diamonds diamonds for diamonds got it jeb's realized that he needs to bring arenas to the wayward circus <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you gotta do gladiatorial fights at the yeah. at the circus <laughs> no animals will be harmed in these productions only people 
as you all get back into the mansion for the night, there's some sort of conversation that, that needs to be had about how to move things forward. The wizard knows that you need some part of moonlight to make this happen. Zaraneth mentions as you're leaving that you're going to need to find some sort of conduit because if we're going to be using the Aeon Orb to power the ritual and help with the modifications, it's going to need some sort of conduit. And something with a tie to Moonlight's soul would really help. I know we talked about using Jebediah's axe or Bernard's little umbrella, but perhaps it should be the dagger? It was with them them for a long time. And it seems to not be sorrow anymore. No, I'm not. No, I just have to say I'm not! (laughs) I'm not there. <laughs> don't throw me in a river! Yeah, please don't. <laughs> what do you think, little Tagger? Would you like to be a vessel for bringing moonlight back? Well, I remember more of my time now. Really, it feels like time with all of you. From the time you went to Willowside and saved that town from the Zolgaths, and your time down here and losing moonlight... I remember all of it now. I don't think that I want anything more than to bring them back. That's very touching, Dagger. Then it is decided, I suppose. Wizard, do you think it will work, or Jebediah, I suppose? It's a strong connection. It should be best. I concur. I concur? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got the Aeon Orb as a battery, you've got the dagger as a vessel and a focus. Somebody needs to be the primary caster, Zaraneth can't do it, who's going to be doing that? You already established that's me, right? Yeah, it has to be a primal caster, so it's going to be Jeb. So we're modifying the spell, right? Because it's not primal for actual resurrection, right? Yeah, it's, it's religion. Okay, so we're modifying it to what we're doing. We're modifying it to what we're doing, and, and the reason I feel like it's 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 easily justified, well, A, it's my game. Well, no, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it makes sense because it's it, leshy spirits don't ride in the same, like, path that normal mortal souls do. So it, it just it makes a lot of sense. So that's what we're doing. If you head back over to uh, the Zaranath location, when you get there, ah... Yes, the circus. You've brought the powerful orb back. Fantastic. Let's take a look at it again. Okay. He just bends down and starts, like, studying it and mumbling to himself a little bit more. He's not going to stop studying it unless you... I'm not going to stop studying it either. That's how, that's how the, these two, like, greeted each other. They just went straight to studying this orb. And now it's just the three of you. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> In the shadows of the corner, you see Amersis, the Zolgath ghoul. She nods at Peach Pie and says, I have something to show you. All right. She takes you into a back room where, tied to a chair, is this man. Oh, gross. He looks like a zombie, but he's got, like, these boils and pustules on his head. His hair is thinning and white. He's got uh, a couple of sheaths where there would be daggers all over his armor, but all of his weapons have been removed from him. He's gagged. Okay. I found our host. Ah, I see. Okay. Well done, you. 
Well, you all were just going shopping, so I figured I'd try to get something done. Saw an opportunity, so I took it. Yes, congratulations on your initiative. I guess we'll do it tomorrow, then. We're busy with Moonlight today. Congrats, you actually uh, helped the process. Yes, an NPC which contributed. How novel. (laughs) She's a 16th level assassin. Pretty good. So what's his name? Kyborn Train. Kyborn? Isn't that the slave leader? Or slaver guy? He runs the House of Chains. Ugh. Corey hates that guy. Yes, don't let her see him. She'll just kill him. Back at the Aeon Orb, the dagger at your hip says, Are we waiting for something specific? I don't actually know. Be patient, dagger. Uh, no, no, I think the, I think the dagger's got a point. Uh, we, we're getting this show on the road, per se? Let's do this. Ah, Auburn, conduit? And he points to the dagger. Um, yeah, just toss it to him. I just, yeah, I throw a dagger at him. It lands in his <laughs> fucking hand. <laughs> he juggles it a little bit, but he catches it. Oh, hello, friend. And they, they, they start talking to each other a little bit. They're talking nice. I'm not going to role play with myself. Aww. Uh, <laughs> my favorite times. <laughs> um, there is a spot in the floor where there's nothing it, it's very simple down here it, because it, you know it's it's in a ruined building's basement uh and it's dark but there's a spot that's been cleared off on the hard stone floor and Zareneth goes and sets the dagger down in the middle and he says and who's uh, performing the ritual that'll be me well i guess i'll be leading the ritual so jeb Leading the ritual, the first part of the ritual is that you are reaching out to contact Moonlight. So go ahead and give me your nature check. Four to four. Jeb, you uh, aren't in the same place that you were last time you reached out to Moonlight. Last time there was a lot of fresh, raw emotions that were kind of like guiding you to an extent uh, as you were reaching out to Moonlight. But you try again, you reach out. And you uh, find yourself really similarly in the place that you were last time that you did this. You're not part of it. You're just looking into it. You believe you see a floating spiritual form in front of the portal that you're looking into. On the other side, Moonlight Spirit recognizes something. It's a distant consideration. There's a, a, a hole that's been teared in the space that you reside in. We figured it out. It's time to come back. Jeb? Jeb, is that, is that you? Yes, Moonlight. It's time. Oh. Good. It's really boring here. <laughs> Seems like it's been forever. Just floating in space. Moonlight, you agree to come back? Yeah. Moonlight agrees to come back. Now all we have to do is not fail our checks. Not fail the checks. So we need secondary casters. We need two secondary casters. Liz volunteers. Each by what, will. What are the? What are the? Yeah. What is it? What do you need? Secondary checks required are medicine and society. Oh, I fucking got that. That, that is technically a heavy edit. <laughs> uh, for an 18th level character, you need eight secondary casters. <laughs> We've got ourselves a battery. Yep. Aeon Orb's got you. As the ritual begins, 
Jeb, you are focusing on drawing Moonlight's spirit from the plane where they exist, where the Leshy spirits are. And as you're pulling it out, you have that moment where you're about to run it through the dagger, but you decide instead to use the Aeon Orb first and then send the energy through to the dagger. It takes a long time. This is a just a one day. Ritual. I think it's twenty four. Yeah, it's one day. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a one day thing. Jeb, as you're bringing in Moonlight Spirit, it, it it almost seems like really nothing is happening at first. Like for the first like four five hours, you're just pulling spiritual energy into the dagger through the Aeon Orb, and all of that electrical energy that comes from the Aeon Orb is powering your pulling on this. But after a fewer hours, the Aeon Orb begins to crackle, and then the dagger begins to crackle with electricity, arcs of electricity. Maybe like 10, 12 hours into the ritual, there's a lightning crack that comes from the dagger. And slowly, roots begin to grow from the bottom of the hilt of the dagger. And branches sprout from the side. It's slow, but it's not growing in that that dark color that Moonlight has. Not the way that Moonlight was. It's that clean, white birch color. A few more hours into the, to the ritual, Moonlight's form starts to take shape. But right in the middle of the chest, or where Moonlight's chest is is the dagger crackling with energy. And the, this opening the, in the chest where the dagger is, as the body, not holding moonlight, same coloring, this wave explodes outward from that. And slowly you see creaking through the branches is that dark bark that is perfect to moonlight's color. And all the green leaves that have grown through the portion or throughout the ritual start to turn that yellowish-brown color, looking like a, a tree in autumn. This purple light sucks all the light out of the room for a moment. And then Moonlight takes their second first breath. Moonlight? Is that you? Peach pie. Yes. It's weird having form again. There's a dagger in your chest. I hope that's all right. Dagger? Like, Zoro? And they'll, like, reach up and, like, feel the dagger spot. And it's there. It's open. The dagger is visible through, like, almost like a knot in Moonlight's chest. Yes, the hilt feels familiar, but I don't sense Zoro. Oh, thank goodness. And you don't sense another soul or another presence. The sliver that you gave to the hilt way back at the end of book three formed back into your your spirit. That was the last little piece that of your soul, of Moonlight's soul that connected with it. And that's what turned it dark. It's just there now. Yes, there's... There's nothing in it anymore, but... It still has a power. I can feel it. I don't know how to describe it. How do you feel? Moonlight comes back with, like, one hit point, no spells, clumsy one, drained one, enfeebled one for one week. 
And it can't be removed or reduced, but... Um, at ninth level, uh, you don't gain the negative conditions on a success. Oh, you don't? Oh. So the spell itself is so powerful. So I'm still at one hit point with no spells, but... But you don't get the the three don't conditions. Get the clumsy, drained, and enfeebled. Got it. Nice. So, to, to, to answer Peach Pie's question, I'm tired, but otherwise feel fine. Well, it's good to have you back. Well, goodness, you guys haven't changed at all. Very good to see you, Moonlight. It's been a while. Yay, Moonlight. How, how long has it been? Has it been oh, how long like has it been? Three weeks, like two it's, weeks. It's it's been a it's been like two weeks. Yeah, it's it's been it's been more than a two. I think it's been more than two weeks. It's been about. I think it's been more than two weeks. Three and a half weeks to a month. Because you get all the downtime and train, the weeks that it took to the week or, or so that it took to get to the cradle of worms, all the time taken because Moonlight died. Did Moonlight get the reflection due to us using the reflection to revive them? Yes. Nice. A month is not that long. It seemed much longer where I was. There's really no concept of time. There are things out in the cosmos. Oh, what kind of things? Moonlight, you're forgetting it. I... I don't remember. I just remember... Something out there. Okay. So what, what has happened? Well, you see, we got the orb. We killed the monster shit. We succeeded in your mission, like you told me to do. We're in Shrain right now. Oh, we're about to murder all the Shrains. Also that. We watch you back just in time. Starting with the slaver. You want dibs? <laughs> you want dibs? <laughs> Moonlight smiles. Welcome back, Moonlight. Welcome back. It's your turn.